Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Ambika Devi, who is an international award-winning, best-selling author, expert astrologer, meditation Jedi speaker, and storyteller. Ambika, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome, Timmy. Thank you so much for having me on your show. And if you're watching, I gave him the thumbs up because he totally nailed pronouncing my name. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Glad to have you on. Let's jump right in. If you could start with telling us a little bit about yourself and some of the things you do for fun, that'd be great. Ooh, everything I do for fun is is creative. I, I other than spending time in nature, I do make it a point to spend time in nature because I sit at a desk and write quite a lot. Uh, going out for a long walk every day, and I live in an area where I can wander through the woods and. Today, I encountered some really interesting birds and songs from the birds. So that was really a treat. It just depends on what time of day I get out there. But because we sometimes I'll walk this time of night, but I was out earlier and I caught a lot of bird singing. There was pretty unbelievable. Yeah. (laughs) So I get really inspired by things like that. I live in a subtropical area and there's all kinds of creatures and I lived in a wild preserve. So I, I really like to connect with nature and Lego. I'm obsessed with Lego and uh, people know to give me this as a gift. <laughs> and uh, I love building with it. I'm, I'm just getting kind of back into it as an adult. And I had no idea how many adult fans there are. And what really got me interested in it was uh, I write a monthly column for a magazine called My Indigo Sun. So there's a deadline. And one month, several months back, I was just stunted. I I just, I don't like to say writer's block, but nothing was coming. (laughs) You know, I, I knew what I wanted to write about. Maybe I had a paragraph and I was doing all those things, you know, you see writers do in movies. rolling around on the floor, trying to meditate, go for a walk, exercise. Uh, Nothing was working. And it was right around my birthday. And uh, I got gifted some Lego, including some I got for myself. And I just said, heck with it. And I I sat down and I built a Grogu, a baby Yoda. It's right behind me. And uh, I just ignored everything for a few days while I built it. And as soon as I finished it and I was admiring it, I got up, I stretched, I walked over to the keyboard and the whole, the whole article came right out of me. It just poured right out of me. I went, wow. You know, I had gotten into a different place in my brain. Uh, I totally let it go that I was frustrated and blocked about it. And it just said to me, you know what? This is not fooling around. This is not playing. This is really legitimate stuff. That's good for us to do. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I completely agree and love that you just shared that. Tell us a little bit about your motivation for writing and getting up and just doing what you do every day. Well, I've been, I've been a solopreneur and a multipreneur since I was 14. So I don't know any other way to be. Mm, I love that. And, and I had a, I had a mama, my mom, who really supported my creativity and she was an antique dealer. So in one of my earlier manifestations, I was, uh, I went to fine arts school, college for university for fine arts. And she became my salesperson. She repped me at galleries and she was my agent. So I lucked out because that's a really difficult thing for artists, but I still experienced this, uh, I, I had something, a line of something I was making. People loved it. These galleries loved it. Then I switched up. They didn't like it at all. They told her it was crap, said uh, they were done with me. So I experienced that also. But it, it doesn't stop me because I've always known that creativity is really what I, what I am, who I am. And as far as writing goes, I, I also have to thank my early education teachers, uh, particularly second and third grade, because I can remember having three ring notebooks, you know, and writing. And uh, I went to schools where we had to journal a bit. And I always had little running kind of graphic novels in the uh, margins of my pages, poetry, song lyrics, but usually illustrated. And nobody ever stopped me. Nobody said no. The, sure, if I was handing in a formal paper, it was clean, but in my working projects, I'm super grateful to my teachers because when you open my journals, Timmy, this is what you see. You see little graphics, you see little notes, you see quotes, you see all kinds of stuff, dreams. I have different journals for different things. And uh, I, I really feel like because nobody told me, no, you can't do that or that's wrong. And the book I'm getting ready to release in early 2022 is like stepping in or opening the pages of my journal. So I'm really excited about that because from the publishing standpoint, you could think, oh, you're nuts to try and put poems, short story, flash fiction, graphics. How are you going to do this? But I had a meeting with my uh, art department. I'm a publisher, so self-publishing, and I have my own art department. And I, I had a meeting with uh, my head artist the other day, and she just wanted to grab on and run with it. She, I thought, wow, you know, I want to get this out for February of 2022. And uh, right now it's the end of November. So uh, I thought, oh, I'll be really lucky if she says she can do this. She said, oh, I want to finish this by the end of December. I was like, wow. That's amazing. That gives me motivation to get the audiobook finished and and uh, really get rolling on it. So it's exciting. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I feel like that's a great segue into your dreams and goals. Tell us about your vision for life and the impact you want your books to have and all of that. Well, the main thing I teach and speak about, uh, and it finds its way into my writing quite often, is meditation. So if you're talking about like, what kind of legacy do I want to leave? 
or what kind of, is that what you're like a mark I want to make or a gift I want to give to humanity? Uh, definitely to teach them more about breath, more about sound and using the power of their own voice and how that can completely transform the way you're feeling uh, physically as well as emotionally and what it can massively change. I have an article coming out in the December issue of My Indigo Sun about the power and gaining the power of sound. There's a mantra, using mantra is very, very popular, but there are some there are some very particular things about it that I don't think a lot of people understand. So I like to also really demystify things and I love cross comparing things. In my most recent book, uh, I talk about mythologies of goddess, different goddesses from different cultures and cross compare them. So I really have a passion for that as well. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And so your main thing is meditation. Is that kind of like you just run everything through teaching and imparting that message on people? Or are there some other side projects, visions, and goals that you have? Oh, I always have multiple projects. I think some people look at me and think, wow, I have no idea how you do all that, but it really does all interrelate. And uh, yes, uh, meditation and philosophy, my master's degree is in the education of yoga and meditation. And I've been researching and writing and uh, speaking for towards a PhD in meditation. So absolutely, that is a, that's the underpinning of everything, the infrastructure. Awesome. You're working towards that right now. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Sounds good. Well, if you can meet one or two people in your life, they could be a specific person or a mm -hmm. very, uh, like a specific person or a type of person. I just had a brain fart right there. I don't even know what that was. <laughs> um, awesome. They could be a specific person or a type of person, and they would help you take the next step either towards your PhD or just spreading the message of yoga and breath work. Wow. Um, okay, so lifetime idol, someone I really would have loved to have studied with. Before I decided to really take this as the path of study. I was on my way to be a theoretical physicist. So yeah. <laughs> um, so, but if we look at it, Timmy, a lot of theoretical physicists are getting into the Vedas and the ancient writings that are where this whole yoga philosophy comes from. There's a lot of really interesting cosmology there. Uh, so Einstein, I, I, when I was a kid, and I, I and my teens and I got my driver's license and I was uh, given a car to drive somewhere I wanted to go on my own. The first place I drove, I grew up in Pennsylvania. I drove to Princeton University. I parked the car. I walked to where Einstein's office used to be. I sat in the bench outside that stone building and I leaned and I just, I imagined I could hear him playing the violin and I just, yeah, I mean, that's always been a major fantasy. And then, huh, who else? I mean, I've, I've had the pleasure and the amazing fortune of studying with some great, great philosophers. Uh, so I feel like I have received a lot of that. I just want to continue to meet amazing people and learn from them. There's no one else in particular, but that that one, 
I think I've even met some of the writers that I really admire. I mean, if, well, okay, there's one more, Shakespeare. I, if there really is a Shakespeare, I'd really like to hang out in the pub with him and have a few drinks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. And what's the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to help you accomplish those goals of spreading yoga and breath work and... I want to teach teachers how to do this. I want to teach leaders how to begin meetings in particular ways. And it's not using a lot of time or energy. I am developing curriculum with a company named Vidara. They're the, actually the ones who publish My Indigo Sun. And what my focus is, is to teach people like now so many people have to work in Zoom. And if you've ever tried to lead a group in Zoom, you know, it's not so easy. People are coming in. If you, if you don't have it really set up where there's kind of a person responsible for the room and then the main speaker comes, you know, if you're not super organized, it can get kind of messy and people are multitasking and not really paying attention. So what I've been developing are particular techniques to use so that when we begin a meeting, a way to really get everybody connected it's not easy for everybody to be able to connect in this realm and to use their breath i also would like to create some habits so that when we're testing people instead of making it stressful to give them emotional boosting and support so that they're going to do the absolute best they can yeah Absolutely. I love that. We're going to jump into our thriving three next, and then we're going to come back to that. Cause I want you to tell us a little bit about that, those uh, habits and just elaborate a bit more on that. But first, okay. let's tackle the thriving three. What's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? My favorite book is Jitterbug Perfume by Tom Robbins. Hands down. It inspired me to write my first book, Lilith. Um, I'd love to meet Tom Robbins. He's one of the authors I haven't met yet that I really admire. And my favorite podcast. Ooh, well, I have, <laughs> um, there, there's a few. Is it okay if I name a couple? Yeah, uh, I have pretty eclectic taste. I like the Awakening podcast by Roy Coughlin. Uh, Mind Wars. He's also involved in that. Um, my own podcast, Meditate with Ambika, is guided meditation. Of course, I love that. And, uh, and um, Greg Bornstein's uh, Open Loops podcast, if you're into the weird and out there kind of stuff. That's one of my favorites. And then what was the, what was the third one? Movie. Movie. Mm. Wow. There's so many movies I love, but I have to admit it's holiday time. There's all kinds of holiday movies on. And I watched uh, the Jimmy O. Yang rom-com that he made for Netflix called Love Hard. Mm. And I'm just, I've watched it multiple times. What can <laughs> I say? And I, lo I love Avatar until they start really beating up the planet. There was, I mean, I, you know, the first time, I don't know if you saw Avatar in the, in the movie theater. I did not. Oh man, I did. And it was really cool. Really, really cool in the movie theater. But when they start beating up the planet, 
uh, I kind of, I don't really like a lot of, you know, blowing up and stuff like that. Uh, I like deeper connection kind of stuff. Although with fantasy films, I really do like certain effects as well, but not a huge fan of 3D. It kind of, you know, it gets a little redundant for me. Oh yeah. No, I feel that. I feel that. What's one way you like to take care of yourself? Ah, that's easy. Long, hot baths. And my two secrets for bathing are either a cup of apple cider vinegar, because that just cleans and changes the pH of your skin. So if you're feeling icky or uh, just, you know, just not right, that'll set you right. And my other favorite bath, uh, I like to use some aromatherapy oils, but also some hydrogen peroxide and Epsom salts. Yep. Those are, yeah, I'm, I'm a water baby. So being in the water, being in a salt pool, being in the ocean. Yeah. Love it. Love yeah. it. And what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to continue to teach, speak, write about meditation and sound, as well as securing that PhD? Ooh, well, PhD is the whim of the professor. That's no guarantee. You know, I, I do the research, I write things, I, you know, uh, this has been going on for years, so who knows? Uh, letting it go is probably the wisest thing, you know, not be attached to it. That's very yogi. Um, but the action steps, I do it every day. Do a little bit of writing, do a little bit of focus, a little bit of creating, uh, connecting with myself, connecting with nature. This is, this is the process for me and I just keep going. I mean, I, it's, it's quite amazing writing books because uh, my first book took me 13 years. Mm. I worked on it for three years and I found a writing coach. He became my first publisher. At one point during the creation of my second book, he said, I think you should be your own publisher. So I figured that out. And uh, yeah it's kind of phenomenal to think, wow, I'm actually working on my fifth book right now. It's, it's in layout. So, and this one I started writing last year. So there you go. Yeah. Absolutely. They get, they get quicker. The first one takes a while. And I, I learned this too. I worked in music in the music industry for a long time and I, and also fine arts. So I truly understand that all creative projects have their own timeline. They're going to gestate as long as they want. They're going to be born when they want. And we just go with it. You know, we're, we're more like the midwives. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome. Tell us now about some of those habits and some of the curriculum that you're building and how we can apply that in our daily lives. These are the same things I, I teach to uh, first-time students, apprentices, clients, how to center yourself, how to ground yourself, how to do this in a multitude of ways so that you really can change your energy the way you are and your focus in a matter of a few breaths. In the realm of meeting virtually or teaching virtually, how to begin a meeting by creating a connection. And I feel that the most potent way we can do that is quietly. So mics off in the beginning, but cameras on so that we can make an eye connection. We're visual communicators. 
those of us with sight. That's really super important. And then teaching people how to synchronize through breathing. When you lead breathing and everybody's breathing together, you're automatically having a higher level of entrainment of brain activity between all those beings, even if they're virtually connected. Yeah. So to do that, to teach people how to use breath, how to use their own sound to change the way they feel, the way they're thinking, their productivity. Gotcha. And so when you're saying breath and sound, are you saying like, I've heard, you know, four seconds in, hold for four seconds, four seconds out, don't breathe for four seconds, or do you have other things that you're doing? Or- okay, so that that is a particular pranayama. What you just described is called the, in English, the square breath. And that is a very, very good breath. That one, I teach people that is a good early way to learn the control of the breath. Because pranayama, the breathing exercises of yoga, are really about the pauses. That's when you can quiet the mind and still the mind and keep it from chattering. So to learn these techniques is great. That square breath is excellent if you wake in the night and you're struggling with thought, any kind of insomnia or stress. That's a good one. There are many kinds. And then, yes, you know, lots of people, they take ideas from these ancient practices and maybe rebrand them or change them a little bit. But I'm a purist. I like the ancient techniques. Um, It's interesting because I've written courses that I teach uh, about these different breathing techniques and sound techniques. And it's quite interesting that I can't say this is the one that's most popular. Just when I think one is becoming more popular, five people come in and like something else. So that's what's fascinating about it is there is no one size fits all. uh, There are techniques, uh, Brahmari breath, where you're using your hands in a particular position, closing off eyes, ears, uh, not your nasal passages because you're breathing, but taking in breath and then humming and buzzing. This one seems to be a very, very popular one for people to get a sense of calm. I mean, you know, with what's going on in the world, we could all easily claim we've got some form of PTSD. You know, just being locked down for people last year was really, really hard and really confusing. And now, you know, in the Northern hemisphere facing winter, wondering what's going on. So these, this particular breathing technique, I do see a little bit of a trend of people liking this one, telling me, yep, this one helps me a lot. It, it gives you that sense. I think when we hum and buzz, uh, it does something really nice to our sinuses and we can feel it and hear it through our bones and our bodies. And to me, it also is kind of like that happy buzzing sound, like, you know, happy working hive of bees. Like we're, we feel more united for some reason when we make humming buzzing noises. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Well, awesome. I have one last question for you. It requires a bit of pretext and the pretext is, you know how there are people on the planet who kind of have a fixed mindset, aren't willing to accept help and aren't willing to accept change. Sometimes they live their whole life like that. Sometimes they die like that. Other times they'll change and they'll have a growth mindset. They'll be willing to accept change. and They'll be willing to accept help. In your opinion, what is the catalyst for that change? Desire. 
Yeah. A person has to want it. You know, it's just like even, you know, just identifying something's not right. Something's irritating me. Something doesn't fit. You know, I don't feel right. I don't, I don't feel right in my skin. We've all had sensations like that. So just being able to identify it and say, okay, there's something I need to put a little focus and energy on and then being willing to try something. Resistance is not helping anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think that like resistance that people have is the thing that's like stopping them from realizing that desire and having that self-awareness or what do you, mm, I, I, you know, denial is the big part of it too. Denying that something needs to change. I talk to people about relationships all the time, communication all the time. So the people that are open to realizing or being shown, hey, you're doing the same thing over and over and over again, and it's not working. Or you might think that this is a new situation, but as we look at your previous situations, we can see a pattern. Yeah. So just being able to identify that and admire it and then create a support system so that you have some friends that will call you out. Hey, you're, you're heading on that trail again. Maybe you want to look at this. That's what coaches are for, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's what great coaches do. That's what we do. We, we help keep you true. Or when you're going through a stressful period, we're there in your corner to give you some suggestions of, you know, what to try or, or take some time out and be good to yourself. Absolutely. I love it. Well, is there anything else that you want to chat about before we sign off? Mm, just, uh, I guess lately I've been really supporting people, picking up a pen, getting a journal and just writing and don't worry about what you're writing. Just, just write, you know, just journal. I think that's the best place to begin. And uh, if you're confused about something, put the pen in the other hand and ask yourself a question and see if you can answer it with your non-dominant. It's quite interesting what will happen. And just allow yourself to love yourself a little bit more and love other people a lot more. There we go. I love it. Well, awesome. If you guys are listening to this and you love what Ambika has to say, Make sure to, one, live by it, but two, reach out to her and connect with her and support her in her dreams and goals. Ambika, what's the best way to reach you? Myname.com. So it's A-M-B-I-K-A-D-E-V-I.com, Ambikadevi.com. And you can find my link tree, same thing, slash Ambikadevi. Awesome. Well, there we go. And as we always ask, can you guys send this episode to one to two people you know need to hear it? Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.